Are you asking what my favorite movie is? Well, is it on this list? No, actually. It isn't. It's weird because my favorite movies, usually I don't watch them a lot. I, I, you know, I have a habit of loving sequels to movies that I know are inferior <laughs> to the first one. Uh-huh. But if it was like, hey, let's sit down and watch like a James Bond film right now, I'd be like, oh, cool. I want to watch Quantum of Solace. And it's like, why? Why the second one? Why? Casino Royale is so much better. It's like, I I know. That's fine. You know? <laughs> and there's a, actually there are a few on this list because. That are only sequels. Well, there are a few on this list that I'm not going to talk about them right now. But if you asked me to begin them, I would begin it with the second one first. Like Harry Potter. We just talked about this. Last yeah, time. but I don't like the first Harry Potter movie. That's different. Okay. And nor do I think it's better than the sequels. I think it's good. Okay. I see. It, I, it is it is what it is. Like it's it's the best film that you could make at the beginning of a giant eight film franchise. I think it's the best one. But anyway, you think it's the best one out of all? That's another That's another podcast episode. Okay, yeah. Um, wait wait till that podcast. Wait, how do we transition? Um to the title. So, wait. If you don't always watch your favorite movies, then what are movies you can always watch? Boom! Start the episode. <laughs> I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear, wear pig. Welcome back to the Pink Popcast, a pop culture podcast where we talk about film, media, and everything else. And the impact that it is left or is leaving on our generation. Today, we are talking about our favorite movies to rewatch not our favorite movies necessarily right well why why is that why is it why is it that a list of films that we can always watch is not comprised of our favorite movies i don't know i'm not sure i think i have this innate fear that if i watch a movie too much <laughs> that i won't like it as much so i tend to rewatch movies that i enjoy but i don't love well you also don't Rewatch movies very often. How how long is your list? I don't. My list. Is, I have five. You have five, five and you kind of like were struggling, right? Um, it wasn't a struggle, struggle, but like the first three came right to me because I already know them, and then right. the last two, I was like, right, these two. But I just, I generally will watch a movie if I've seen a movie within a year. Like I just will not watch it again. See, I'm the complete opposite, and I, not only that, I had to like limit. I almost was like. There should be a genre, or a, a, a subgenre of films in my head, uh, films that I wish I could immediately erase my memory so I could watch them again. <laughs> because there's sometimes like it'll pop up, a, a few of these films will pop up like on Netflix, and I'll think to myself, "Oh, I wish I hadn't just watched that last week because I could watch it again right yeah. now." But if someone was to throw it on, I'd still watch it. Yeah. It's just like I feel it. There's... You know, there's certain films I'm like, "Damn it!" I, I it's like, ooh. It's like candy, you know? You're just like, I want another piece. I want another piece, <laughs> but I'm sugared out. <laughs> I feel that. I There's been a few that I've seen on here that I'm like, damn, I want to watch that again. So should we, should should I start it? Um, yeah, you have more, so you start. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, oh, last, l- last really important question. I swear to God, is Disney's Noel going to be on this list? <laughs> I guess you'll have to find out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my mic down if somehow that godforsaken film found its way onto your list. Hey, that film is not godforsaken. It has very Christian themes in it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I they're not really in a particular order, but uh-huh. I kind of put them in a... You don't have to have yours in an order, but I put mine I'll in put a... I'll put mine in whatever order I feel like it's I was cool. like, I, I have mine in a semi 
order from like most least watchable to most watchable. Okay, got it, got it. Um, number eight. I'm glad I finally get to say this movie out loud on the podcast. Yeah, it's confessed. Dan in Real Life, 2007, starring Steve Carell. Love that film. Yeah. And it's not only a film I can always watch, it's a film I always want to introduce to people if... If like this situation ever presents itself, I'm like, hey, hi, name's Josiah Rizzo. How you doing? Have I talked to you about our Lord and Savior Dan in real life? <laughs> Can I introduce you to a really a little well-known film called Dan in Real Life? Um, brief synopsis: uh, Dan, played by Steve Carell, played fantastically by Steve Carell, is recently widowed within the last two years. He has three daughters of varying ages: uh, senior, high school or high school, middle school, and then basically the, like elementary. nine years old elementary. Yeah. Um, they're leaving for a weekend, um, a, a holiday weekend with his large family. Um, as a father of three, you know, he's also a columnist, a col- columnist, columnist. Yeah. Colum- and he writes columns on how to be a better parent. Uh, and it's kind of just like knowledge. Uh, but the three daughters present their own issues. Number one daughter doesn't, she wants to drive, but she doesn't have a permit yet or something like that. Second daughter trying to date. Uh, and then the last daughter is just trying to get her father's attention. But she gets stolen away when Dan falls in love with somebody that he meets on the weekend. And even though the film is over 10 years old, it has a very charming, tw- like, I don't want to say twist to it. But if you don't know where it's going other than it's got Steve Krell as a father of three trying to navigate a, a new love that's all you really need to know. Yeah. And the film is is something that like I can quote. I love it. And it's one of those films that when I watch with people, I'm kind of like watching them while they watch the movie. Yeah, I know. I felt very like stared at the yeah, whole time. You should. You and just, he just showed it to me like a month ago. And and you are welcome. Thanks. It's it a was, great it's a great film. For me, it was like a good one that I could watch. Uh, it's one that I would only watch once to have seen it. And then beyond that, it's something that if other people at a party were to be like, let's watch this, I'd be like, sure, if it's outside of my Well, <laughs> your list is probably not comprised of all winners either. Well, for me, they are. But for you, probably not. No, but I like this film because it's such a it, – I, I want to describe it as warm. There's certain films that feel like blankets. You just – then those are kind of the rewatchable ones where it's like, oh – I I would say that my rewatchable ones are ones that keep a very calm tone. Like I oh. Dan in real life almost stresses me out because he's having such a hard time the whole movie basically. Well, we have very different definitions definitions then of what we can rewatch. Yeah, cuz I'm like I want something that I can put on and not be like in a weird mindset. Like that I, but I want, I, yeah. I call those almost those films for me are more I call them like atmosphere films. They're mm. They're, one of those films is on this list. But see, like, I still have, for me, an atmosphere film is something I don't have to watch. Like, okay. for me, a film I can always watch is something that I will sit down and watch and enjoy. But for me, that has to be something that's not going to stress me out. All right. Well, <laughs> it has to be something. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if that, uh, if your films live up to that, those expectations. Okay. So this one I'm going to start with. I do love this movie and I can usually always watch it. It is a little bit. Um, it's newer, so it's like newer to my list, and it's a little bit. Uh, is it Disney's strung. Noel? No. Okay. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, and it's one that kind of like I feel like the 
feel of it is a little bit different from the others, but I still can watch it. Okay. Usually anytime. And that is The Greatest Showman. Okay. Yeah, that one. I, when did, I when did that love come out? that movie a lot. That was a few years ago, like three, two. The Greatest two. Showman. So The Greatest Showman is a musical starring Hugh Jackman and bringing the one and only Zac Efron's delicious body right back onto the stage singing with his golden throat. Like, Ew. it's just a, it's golden it's a saying. It's a saying for people who can sing. That's an uncomfortable <laughs> saying. But Give yeah. me that golden throat, boy. Okay, cut that out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I th- it's just a really like, as much as it seems like it's going to be like kind of like a ride of a movie where it's mm-hmm. like he's struggling and things are stressful and like blah, blah, blah. Like he's poor and he's trying to take care of his family and he's trying to start this business and it's all like craziness. It, the, the way they go about it is it's still just very like kind of straightforward. It's very like he might dip into a hard point, but they don't stay there and they don't dwell very much on things like that. Mm-hmm. And I just like that. It's a very like, it's a through line of essentially just mainly positivity it's got, you know, it's got colors, movement, it's got music, and attractive people. And I'm just like, let's go for it. I'm living for it. Hmm. So, um, I mean, I guess the quick synopsis is basically um, Hugh Jackman is playing P.T. Barnum, and he's we're essentially following, in the beginning, we see him kind of grow up and where he comes from, and uh, he's kind of like a poor person who, like, meets his wife, who's like from a rich family Mm -hmm. and they through circumstances end up together, but he's always struggling to want to be more for her. And she's like, I don't need anything else from you. And so he eventually like starts the circus and it does really well. And then there's like some pitfalls and everything in there. Um, But basically it's just him kind of learning that he doesn't need anything outside of the love of his family. Right. More or less. But yeah. So to not ruin anything. I enjoy that movie a lot. I know that you have a specific problem with it that you're literally pulling up right now. What? I'm not going to so, say anything. I just was, can I was just go like, ahead and say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. As a film, it is really good. As a film. Just as the film, I enjoy watching it and I can watch it whenever. I just... <laughs> I just... I, just <laughs> I will say I. it's hard for me to enjoy certain films when I know there's more to the story that they're either purposefully or naively glossing over Mm -hmm. naively it's not as bad because as a generation we grow up and there's certain things that we just didn't know um which is why like i can watch pocahontas you know because that wasn't a maliciously like oh we're gonna i mean it's (laughs) it still is yeah it's a a complete bastardization of the true story Mm -hmm. um and it is pretty egregious against like what really happened um but there's a certain span of years it's just like it's okay for me to still enjoy that, knowing f- moving forward we shouldn't do stuff like that yeah. again. Uh, Greatest Showman, though, P.T. Barnum, his personality is debatable. But he, the film is good. P.T. Barnum, the actual guy, wasn't the best person. But in the movie, he's like a really good guy. Right. And the music is banging. Bum. Oh, my God. That oh opening number is phenomenal Honestly, for me. Honestly, every song in that movie is a finale song. Like, it's just, it's everything. I will. G- I remember when we saw that in theaters, I thought, you know at least the music was really good because <laughs> I was like, I do love if it's going to be a musical, it either, either better be funny, super emotional or really just epic. Killing. And that, like, that movie is nothing if not epic. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I like that one. Yeah. Um, I get to go on. Yeah. Number seven. For, don't look at my, don't look at my list. 
Uh, number seven for it. me, I'm not going to talk much about it because it's kind of just like it says, it speaks for itself. Uh, this little known film called The Dark Knight. Don't know if you guys have heard of it. <laughs> Came out in 2008. Yeah. Um, stars Christian Ballet. Uh, ba- Ballet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Bale. Yeah. Bailey. Um, <laughs> no, this movie is just near perfection. I, I There's really nothing to say. It's actually, it's... You know, it is. It's so good. It almost is something I don't want to always watch because, mm-hmm. and I, I have a theory as to why certain films that are good aren't always rewatchable. I'll bring that up at the end. That's a good one because I agree. Because I think there's a lot of great movies that just aren't rewatchable. Well, and I'm not just talking about like Schindler's List not rewatchable, yeah, where it's no, like no. that's an extremely well done, so profound, but also like so no. heavy you can't rewatch it. That's obvious. No. I think there's another reason why. No, no, I agree. Yeah, I, certain good that, films. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I don't if if you guys haven't heard what the Dark Knight is, and I don't even know what to say to you. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, whether you like it or not, you've heard what it is and you know who's in it. Um, but it, yeah, it's a Batman film. It stars Heath Ledger as the Joker. Uh, I was pro Team Heath. Uh, whenever he was first announced. Yeah. I remember thinking, well, he did. I don't remember. He didn't win an Oscar, but he definitely was nominated for Brokeback Mountain. I was like, you know, if the Oscars say he's a good actor, I'm going to have to give it to Christopher Nolan and see where this goes. And boy, was it fun watching everybody turn complete 180 and go, (laughs) that was a phenomenal performance. And you know what? It's gone through some years. It's a a performance that's gone from completely appreciated to semi-overrated to completely misunderstood an issue I have with people who idolize characters that are assholes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think all of that, it's there's been enough time between me and the film to look at it and go, no, that's a damn good movie. Yeah. And that was a really well done role. Mm-hmm. Not overrated. Very well done. And it's not that the film is just the best acting ever done. It just kind of speaks to modern day like blockbuster films and how little they've been able to to do better. I think that's more what it is. Like, yeah. there's clearly more indie films that have done have had better performances, and I mean, you really can't compare. But it's less about the film being overrated and more just being like, "Hey, how come other movies haven't, you know, gone out of their way to like, you know, try and top this? Mm-hmm. How come films just kind of skate by when a movie like The Dark Knight had every right to just be a normal po- uh, popcorn film, had some bombing performances?" So. Yeah. That's all I have to say about The Dark Knight. It wasn't the movie we wanted, but it was the movie we needed. (laughs) (laughs) Completely butchering that line, but I get what you're saying. All right, what's yours? That was from that, right? Yeah, it butchered the you butchered the line. I, I it's not I, the film we we need wanted. It's the film we deserved. That's what it was because I had like three options as I was saying it <laughs> as to what might or might not be right. But I was like, just just say something. Just say something. <laughs> All right, what's next? So next is actually one of my favorite superhero movies. Oh, yes. okay, I'm interested. So this is one that oh uh, wait, I know do this you one. know I know. Okay, I, I'm gonna let you say it. No, no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm I want to know anything. if you know what it is. No, I absolutely um, know what it is. What is it? I'm not going to say, say it. it. No, say it, no say there's it. no way. I, I know what it is. You've already told me before. Okay. This is one that just like any time I see the cover for it, I get happy. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this movie. Like, it literally just makes me happy. You're it's... clearly talking about Blade Trinity. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about Uncut Gems. <laughs> That's not even a superhero <laughs> film. Dress. Oh, gosh. Um, no, you're yeah, talking this about. This is literally a movie that just brings me joy when I see it. It's super nostalgic to me. 
And just in general, it's just, I think it's a great movie and I think it's timeless and ageless. Mm-hmm. And that movie is Sky High. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I love that movie and I can always watch it and I always want some sort of excuse to watch it. Like anybody, anytime <laughs> somebody's like, oh, like we should watch a movie. I'm like, we could watch Sky High. I just, I don't really care. I just like. Maybe like you would want to see it, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah kind of like maybe next time. you can hear yourself. You can hear people getting bored with you talking about Regina but George. It just keeps coming up. It like, just keeps coming like up. Word vomit. That's how I feel about half of these movies. I'm like, ooh, just give me a reason to it's, watch it. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely one of the ones that anytime we were on a road trip in the car, I always that was one of the first ones that I would grab. Nice. Um, it's basically about um a boy who is going to high school at a superhero high school. And he is worried because both of his parents are the two biggest superheroes in the world, the two most famous, the two most powerful superheroes in the world. And he doesn't have his superpowers yet. And he's about to go to a superpower high school. And he has to hide from his dad that he doesn't have super strength like him. Oh, his dad doesn't know. No, not in the beginning of the movie. Um, And then so through shenanigans basically the dad finds out he doesn't have powers and he's really embarrassed and um he's basically paired up with the losers who are the sidekicks one of your favorite lines can the sidekicks stop ordering the hero sandwiches (laughs) in the lunchroom got me that made me Um, laugh so yeah he's kind of like a loser his dad was popular his dad's disappointed and then basically later on he kind of gets his powers and he kind of has to deal with his bad guys and just all this stuff, it's just a great little, like, new take on, I mean, I guess it's not a new take anymore, but it's a great different take. It came out in 2005. Yeah, it's old. So it's a great different take. It's a fresh take on a superhero movie, mm. and I love it. Well, it was, and it was before any of that superhero craze. It's interesting because, like, during, there was a certain time period that there are hero, superhero films that accomplished things that we seem to like to forget Mm -hmm. and then we'll be like man deadpool was the first r-rated superhero it's like okay cool not remembering blade (laughs) you know it's just it's interesting what we forget in the in the wake of like all the the flux of superhero films i liked sky high Mm -hmm. don't remember it as much but it's one that i'd be willing to watch again let's watch it now pause pause this no i'm over okay uh my turn (laughs) go okay I don't know if you've ever seen this film, and I love this. This okay. movie is so. And this is not. This is also on a list of films that I will vehemently defend, even though people trash it. And there's actually uh, this should be fun. Um, it's a movie called Smoking Aces. Um, that sounds familiar. It's so Jeremy Piven, um, who you know as Ari from Entourage. He, I say you like you people. <laughs> Um, He plays, if I remember correctly, it's like a, he, he was heavily involved with the mafia and now he's turned into, uh, he's gone to witness protection and they put a hit out on him and it's answered by all these variety of like just different types of assassins. You've got, uh, hold on, let me, let me pull it up because it's actually a really good cast. It's Ryan Reynolds, Ray Liotta, um, Alicia Keys is one of the one of the assassins. Common, uh, Ben Affleck. There is a, it's a stacked. Oh, Chris Pine plays like an insane, um, like an insane not not a homeless man, um, like a hillbilly, like uh. a, and he's really funny. Um, 
And essentially the film is Jeremy Pivens in this hotel and every single one of these assassins comes to kill him. Tahari P. Henson's in it. She's paired up. Yeah, I said you said Tahari. I don't know who that is. Cook Lion. Okay. So it's Cookie and and Alicia Keys are our partners. Fine. And they. Oh my God! It is. It is such a fun movie. Like the best way to describe it is like pulpy fun. It's just grimy, grungy, entertaining as hell. It's straight up a knockoff of every Quentin Tarantino movie ever made. Uh-huh. Ever made. And that was like most people's biggest criticism. And to them, I say, screw you. Like you've never copied or been inspired by a filmmaker before. Like. Yeah. The best you can hope for. All the movies we do nowadays are just some knockoff of something, whether it's yeah. going all the way back to the Iliad or like it doesn't matter. We're always remaking something. So it's like True. the best you can hope for is making it damn entertaining. And I think Smoking Aces is not only really entertaining. I love the ending. I love the music. It start it. It was a one two punch of Casino Royale and Smoking Aces that came out both in 2006 that started my obsession with like card games and movies and just kind of like that Vegas vibe of like an Ocean's Eleven-y type either heist or job or what. It's just, oh my God, it's so clever and it's fun and it's just like right now I'm pumping myself up i want to watch it i know i know i keep i want to watch like all of these movies now. so annoyed. so smoking aces and if you don't like it smokes some aces <laughs> yeah i was trying to think of something clever i couldn't all um right. this is the first movie that i ever realized was something that i could always watch which for you is not a common thing which is not a common thing for me and i was like i just remember one day i like i was looking through all of my movies and i could not find anything to watch <laughs> and i hit this movie and i was like i literally saw this like a month ago but i'm going to watch this right now okay. and i was like i can always watch this movie why can i always watch this movie don't know <laughs> it's a fun family uh not family adventure it's a family kind of vacation movie Oh, okay. Called, do you know? I think I know this one too. RV. Yes. Yes. I love this movie starring (laughs) Robin Williams, Jojo, um, Cheryl. Why am I forgetting her name? She's the wife from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And um, what else is she in? She's from uh, other things. And then, um, oh my gosh, Hutcherson. What is his first name? Josh Hutcherson. Josh Hutcherson. I keep wanting to say I worked with a guy named Dan Hutcherson who looks similar Oh yeah, Cheryl Hines, Cheryl Hines, Josh Hutcherson, and sorry, Giovanna, Joanna, Jojo, Jojo, Giovanna, Jojo, Joanna, Noel, Adele, Nazim, yeah, Jojo, and Jojo. So these guys are rich people that want to. They're supposed to be for Christmas. It's not Christmas. Uh, summer for summer before their kids go off and do camps and go away and then go to high school and college. It's their last year with their daughter. They mm-hmm. want to take a family trip and they're supposed to go to Hawaii because, you know, they're rich, they have money, whatever, whatever. And then the husband, uh, Robin Williams, finds out that basically there's some huge presentation and there's a younger guy who's vying for his position. And basically, if he goes on this vacation and misses this presentation, he's going to get fired. So in order to preserve their lifestyle, he can't get fired. So he's like, well, let's instead of that, instead of going away, let's take an RV trip. You know, it'll be fun. It'll be all of us and we'll all be together. And obviously he'll just drive to this uh, the meeting he's supposed to be at. Um, Obviously doesn't go well. 
doesn't what? go over well with the family. They're all so upset, and it's just the whole movie. They're just such assholes to him. Like, not in the, like, awful, like, we hate you way, but in, like, the I love you, you're my dad, but also, like, get away from me I right know. Now. Like, I can't stand you. Like, you ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, just in the most fun, relatable way. Like, they're... Just the chemistry between all of them is so just 100% like genuine. Like, yeah. You see yourself in that family completely. Yeah. Um, they run across this other super like country, like travel the world in their RV. Wait, like, wait. What is her name? Optimistic it's... family. Kristen Chenoweth oh my is God. the mom. She's perfection. She is perfect in this movie. Like the. And oh Jeff gosh. Daniels. And they're. Yeah. And so they're obsessed with like the. Kristen Chenoweth's family is obsessed with like Robin Williams family and they're just like kind of like more or less following them around like, <laughs> just running into each other and they're like oh my gosh like let's get away from these people and it's just obviously they find out that they're great people and they end up helping them mm -hmm. and it's just oh my god the movie is actually really funny I, I wholeheartedly agree with you it's such a great movie and I literally can watch it anytime like I could watch it one night and then turn around the next day and watch it again and not have a problem. That, and I, it probably, honestly, should be the first one on the list, but it's not for other reasons. But, like, that was the first movie that I was ever, like, I can literally always watch this. Like, <laughs> so. I kind of, I like that movie a lot, and I'd be down to watch it. Yeah. Just because you got it right. The relationships, that'll save any film. Like, yeah. lazy script mm -hmm. or plot you've seen a thousand times before. If I enjoy watching these actors interact with interact other. with each mm -hmm. other, that's enough for me. Yeah. And Jojo, like Jojo with uh, Robin Williams, is really funny. So Cheryl good. Hines is always like, I don't want to say underrated, but she's always she's good. That perfect addition she's to everything. Where everything, just like, yeah, like yes. and Josh Hutcherson, I've always liked as an actor. I thought I don't know if you ever saw Zathura, but he was great in that. I did. He was good in Zathura. So you know, oh, um, and all that other movie, Little Manhattan, that I I told. That oh no! Right, right, right. The love one. Yeah, you told me about it. I haven't but, seen it. Yeah, good movie. Uh, really good, really good. Love that. All right, my next one is actually one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just so damn good that I can watch it all the time. Yeah. And um, I gave up a chance to see it in theaters because there was a rap party, and when I look back to it, I'm just like. Should have just seen it in the theaters. No, was go wrong. to the rap party. Rap I feel party like was I, lame. I feel like I know what you're talking about now. Um, but the movie is 2007's Hot Fuzz, which, oh my gosh. What? I I won't say I hate that movie, but I didn't have a great first experience with it. Go Hot ahead. Fuzz <laughs> is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. And it was one of the first R-rated comedies I like. Not first R-rated comedy, because that falls to super bad. But it was one of like the first R-rated comedies that I fully went, this is mine, and I love this. <laughs> and I obsessed over it for years where I needed to show it to every single male friend I had. Why not females? Because they did not want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, But yeah. if, it, if I had a male friend over, I'd be like, have you seen Hot Fuzz? And be like, no. I'd be like, well, you today's your lucky bout to. <laughs> and it just, when people tell me that they I get you not liking it, but it's it's sandwiched in between what is known as the Cornetto trilogy. It's Edgar Wright made three films, Shaun of the Dead, essentially a parody of zombie films. I that one was a fun one. Hot 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 fuzz wasn't about which it. is a parody of kind of like cop movies and cop thrillers and like old school action films. And then uh The World's End. I enjoyed that one. Which out of the three of them, I think The World's End is 
probably the one of the better ones. Shaun Dead is Shaun of the Dead is the most iconic one, mm. but Hot Fuzz to me is just my absolute favorite. And I think, I think Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are equally the same movie. It just depends on what your style is. I've never liked zombie films all that much. Yeah. So the fact that I like Shaun of the Dead in the first place is like it just speaks for how good it is. Yeah. But I adore like cop action like mystery thriller i love all of those genres yeah and the movie is just most edgar wright films are but this one in particular it's just endlessly quotable and if you have watched it more than once or twice with somebody you can just like and there are quotes to this day that i still say that um people don't know what i'm talking about like uh uh, nobody tells me nothing quote from that film or yarp which was spoken by um what is it the hound from game uh, of thrones yeah same actor who played the hound it's it's just it's it, and my favorite type of movies that you can always rewatch are ones that endlessly reward you no matter how many times you see them mm. not just by things that you're like oh i know this is coming yeah i can't wait for it but also in areas of like i didn't see that before and i didn't get it and now i have a new thing to look forward to yeah and that one, I mean, there's films that do it in a somber level, but that one's one that's just like, I can quote the shit out of that film. <laughs> it is violent. It is funny. It's just perfection. And you're wrong. You're wrong. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> I don't think anybody told you that they hated it. I didn't enjoy it personally. I Oh, it's not I'm, your vibe I'm of film. Not really at all. Um, it's the first time I saw it. I It was the first time I'd ever smoked. Uh, Oof! And I fell asleep on it real horror. Like, <laughs> I remember um, the only like the only thing I remember from that movie in theaters was I was f- like flashing between being awake and being asleep during the fence scene. Oh god! And that's literally the only thing. And everything else I remember is from when we just watched it recently. No luck! No luck catching them killers. Then mm-hmm. it's just the one killer actually. <laughs> yeah. So. Do you want to do your next one? Because I have two, and then that'll put you at two. Um, Should I go? Yeah, go. Okay. Um, My next one, because I get to go next, because your list is not as large as mine. Um, My list is a perfect size. I am not insecure about the size of my list. Let's just put that out there. Right, but my list is bigger. Um, So anyway. It's not about the size of the list. My number four (laughs) is actually technically two films. And I know this sounds like cheating. But these films to me are so kind of thematically and visually and like story-wise similar that I don't want to say they're interchangeable, but what I desire from these films, because all of these films kind of, they fill a craving that I'm like, ooh, I can rewatch it because it has this vibe or that vibe. These two films almost essentially fulfill that same craving. So depending on what my mood is, I can... Are they um like... They're same director. Are they? But they're different. Actual different movies. They're actually they different from films. the same series. No, no, no actually different films. Ah. Uh, and that is 2012's Django Unchained and mm-hmm. 2009's Inglorious Bastards. Essentially, to me, like those films are, they're not interchangeable. I do think that one is better than the other. I doesn't matter which. Which one? Do you like blacks or Jews? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my issue, I have the same issue with both of them, so they're not my favorite films anymore. I'm not as big into revenge films as I used to be, and like I said, there's always a, a nuance that I think gets kind of overlooked when you make a film where it's just like, just kill all of them mm-hmm. and ask no questions. I'm like, 
it, we now have the retrospect to look back and go like, yeah, the choices certain people made were horrendous, but at the time they didn't have the knowledge we have. So it's kind of weird when you make films that have that are like woke ish. It's like it's weird when you have films where the characters understand today's culture. Yeah. But then address their own cult and they judge their culture by today's culture. That's the way I would say. Yeah. It's weird when you have films where characters judge their culture by today's culture because that's it's, not... it's kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah. Um obviously slavery of any sort is horrendous and uh homicide and huge like killing everyone is like it's all evil. So this film is still really enjoyable yeah. as a revenge fantasy. Genocide. Genocide? Sorry, yeah. genocide. I love the film because both Django and Shoshana are fascinating characters and the films around them are just these pulp, interesting, fun, war slash revenge films and I just love the environment that they present. Not usually a fan of westerns, but I love um, the vibe that Django puts off because it's not like the typical boring western town. The locations are always interesting, unique, and then as for um, as for God, nothing will ever nothing will ever replace that first moment where they busted in and killed Hitler in Inglorious Bastards yeah. because I did not see that coming. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Oh my not, god, not see. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Okay, that's bad. That's good. We'll keep the first one and we'll leave that. And then no, we'll I think we should leave them all so people okay. know. All right, so I can sit. In my shame. Uh, was that your two in a row? Yeah. That was my, well, three in a row, technically. Okay, so my next one is, so I say uh, my actual like card title carrying favorite movie <laughs> is the High School Musical series. We know this. Oh, is this, are we, have we hit your number one now? No. Oh. We're at number two. But I think that if I were actually to pick my favorite movie, if somebody were to be like, based on your history of like watching what you watch more, what you probably actually enjoy more watching, right. what gives you more feels, I would say this is probably actually my favorite movie. Of all time? Yeah. Of all time? Probably, yeah. Ooh. So, and I've, we've talked about it anyway. This is a very magical movie. I think I know. <laughs> you got it yet? I just didn't realize that this was one you'd watch over and over. Yeah, this is one that I can absolutely always watch. It was one of the first movies that I was ever able to just start quoting full scenes from it because I watched it so much. Okay. And I also didn't realize that was like not normal until like my brother's friend was like, um, how many times have you seen this movie? And I was like, a lot. Um, so this movie is Peter Pan. Oh, the uh, do, the live. Do, do. Oh, no, 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 not the cartoon. Live action. Jeremy Sumter and Rachel something. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I just I I did like the cartoon version of Peter Pan a right. lot, but this one I I didn't see it in theaters. But when I saw it, I don't know why it just has this like childlike epicness to it. And I was the same age as them when it came out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Wendy was very pretty. Uh, Peter Pan was somebody that you aspired to be like. Like, he was super cool. Yep. And then, like, I just, I really loved how it was just, like, a full, like, direct kind of exact translation of the movie. Like, you knew exactly what you were going to get. A few things changed here and there. But, like, overall, it was just, it was the movie, and it was done so well, and it was just so, uh, 
like epic, but not epic in like this epic way, but just it was it epic in itself. It was like a quiet epicness that doesn't insist upon itself, you know? It was just so like we're gonna be great, but we're not gonna be annoying about it. Like, I need to rewatch it. This is it's just it's very magical. I love anything that's just like super mystical like that. And then it's very just adventurous. And mm -hmm. I just, I can literally always watch it. And it is one of my favorite movies still to this day. I, I would be willing to rewatch it to redefine how I feel about it. Yeah. Cause because I, I think I was definitely, there's certain films that I look back on. I'm like, no, that's actually a terrible film. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's others. Where I'm like, nah, I might've been a little too, harsh on it yeah and when i walked out of that film i was like no it wasn't as violent or as epic as i wanted it to be no it didn't need to be violent it's just like again i don't know I what need, my problem was <laughs> i like movies that like give me a level of peace like i don't like to be on the edge of my seat too much and like there's just there is a comfort in that movie for yeah. me um so yeah absolutely one of my favorites totally get love that it. love it love it love it love it next um, this movie, it has to be one of the best films I think I've ever seen in my life. It's weird because it's not, it's just, out of all the films on this list, if I was to really, like, dissect each one and say, which one's actually perfect? Only two or three of them. And when I say this film is perfect, I'm not saying it in terms of, like, it's it's a it's a it's your definition of perfect or my definition of perfect. I think this film explores everything that it sets out to in a perfect fashion. I think it's just everything that it wishes to accomplish, it does. And I just, I don't think that there's anything that can be said against this film other than I just didn't like it, to which I'd be like, you're wrong, but I understand. I'll find something. <laughs> but when it comes to just a near perfect film, it has to go to, in my opinion, a film that I can rewatch endlessly too. Come on, tell us. We're on the edge of our damn seats here. <laughs> <laughs> the Social Network. I that film is one of the most atmospheric, well written, well shot films I have ever seen in my life. I can throw that on as background noise. I can throw that on as something I will sit down and intensely watch. Actually, it fails as background noise because every time I think it's going to be background noise, <laughs> I never end up it. getting anything <laughs> accomplished because I just sit there. I listen to the score nonstop. I will listen to it from the beginning to end and imagine myself watching the film. This movie, the only reason I don't watch it all the time is because it's a little depressing. And most of these films are actually not that depressing. Surprisingly. Um <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of like Breaking Bad's one of my all-time favorite shows. I've, I said that over the last two weeks. But it's a depressing show, so I don't watch it all the time. Yeah. Same with so Social Network. It's just heavy enough where it's not like every day rewatch, but it's pretty damn close. Like, yeah. I could watch this every month and not mind it at all. Yeah. And if someone gives me an excuse to, I'm just like, yes! Yeah. You know, I love this film. Um, And I, I, j I honestly don't think it's there's anything about it that's ill-placed or, yeah. or done improperly. I think it's just near perfection. Um, and once again, a film, like when Heath Ledger was announced, people thought, a Facebook movie, and I went, yeah, but it's being written by Aaron Sorkin, who's a phenomenal writer, but it's being directed by David Fincher, who's a phenomenal director. And I was like, so I'm just going to you know, trust 
that these guys may have something interesting to say about <laughs> Facebook. So, you know. Let's and guess it. what? Most people's uh, number one film of the decade. Oh, really? Not everyone's, clearly. Um, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. But <laughs> that's on you. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really the type of film I would imagine you going out of your way to see. But then again, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of surprised you saw Hot Fuzz in theaters. Like, Well, my brother drug me to it. That, uh, not Josh. No, Joey. Yeah, okay. He was like, I mean, yeah, he was very much, he made the decisions on yeah, most of the things. That makes sense. Did. That makes sense. But also, he was the one person in the world that when he told me, you will like this film, I was 100% like, good i will watch it so everybody else like i i have that little grain of salt or i'm just like you don't know well i would say that if i came to you and was like wholly convinced that you would enjoy something i see you I, would trust it because i don't I throw that around i would trust it and i would see it but there would still be that piece of me that's like let's see let's see what it's he true. thinks i'll like it's whereas true. like if my brother said it I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to love That's this. True. And I'll just go in. Family bonds can never be broken. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When he literally has been there from day one and watched the things that I'm watching. Like, yep. he's the one who started me on Sailor Moon. Like, he was like, really? He was like, you're going to like this. And I was like, does he like Sailor Moon? Um, I mean, he respects it. <laughs> like, so Dang. he was a Dragon Ball Z person. Um, Okay, so my last one, oh. not necessarily the top because these aren't necessarily in an order, like a rising order because I will watch any of these at any time. You just give me give me a reason and we'll go for it. Mm -hmm. But this one is a newer one that hit me really hard. Do you know where we're going? I swear to God, if this is Noel. So this one kind of is newer and it hit really well. And... Um, it's just something that like, it's a movie that it's actually like, it's a longer movie actually that like you watch it and you just kind of lose the time cause you get so enraptured in it. Okay. Um, it is Hopeful. a movie that a lot of people, uh, ended up liking a lot and that didn't give me, cause I'm not the person that will like bandwagon with people, uh -huh. but like it was a very widely, uh, well accepted movie okay what is this film um and it is one that i'm very surprised that i'm super excited to watch all the time and that movie is do you know where i'm going i actually i don't but i'm gonna be mad whenever you say it yeah i'm interested to know if i set this up right crazy rich asians oh damn it i did know that oh yeah. my god yes i love that movie mm -hmm. and like love it not to the extent that <clears throat> I don't think I would ever put it on like as my favorite movie right. of all time or even probably in my top five of all time. Mm -hmm. But it's one that like literally just I've recently realized in the last few months and last year or so that anytime I'm trying to find something to watch with somebody, mm -hmm. it's one that if somebody recommends it, I'm always like, hell yes, put on, <laughs> please put on Crazy Rich Asians. And if I ever recommend it, since people are like, yes, that's the movie. So wow. I'm like, that's gotta be like the last one I say right now because I think more or less, most people feel that way about that movie where it's it is. very, it's so rewatchable and it's so, obviously it's an incredibly epic movie. It's just so well done. It's so like, just it's just perfect like the actors are great they're we got great everything i just think it is one that absolutely everybody can watch all the time 
It is a longer movie. It's it's a little longer, right? It is 121 minutes. So it's two hours. Two yeah. hours and a minute. Yep. I know it's a longer movie, but damn if it doesn't just go by. It really does. Every time. And I'm like, I just... I will always watch that movie. That's such a great film. It had the ability of like diversifying, benefiting from the culture. Mm -hmm. You know, it could, you couldn't remove the culture from it without changing the movie. But at the same time, it was nothing more than just being like, we can make movies too. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. It was like the setting of the story. It wasn't like a, Oh my God, we're going to go out of our way to make sure everything is so Asian and everything is so like ethnic. It was just very much like, no, 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 no. This is the world that we're in. It's a part of your world. You just don't notice it all right. the time. And we're going to pay it respect, and you're going to eat that shit up. You're going to eat it up, and we're going to drive up tourism in Singapore like crazy. Oh, my God. I'm sure they did. Dude, that food where they're eating, mm-hmm. or that food where they're eating, that scene where they're eating food. <sighs> Amazing. I was salivating in the theater. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. So I just I I love I love a good romance film. Mm-hmm. I love when people end up together in the end. I love rich people. <laughs> I love attractive people. It was just overall, it's a great movie. That was one that is newer, but I definitely recently had that same aha moment as I did with RV, uh-huh. where like at one point somebody was like crazy rich Asians, and I was like hell yes, and then I was like you know what, I can always watch that Mm -hmm. like whenever so it's just yeah (laughs) i like it um yeah i absolutely agree uh so i'm gonna end i have two left but i'm gonna i'm actually gonna skip ahead to my number one and then i will bring the other one up because i think it's actually one that we both share as like i'm pretty sure interesting i'm I'm pretty sure i it's gonna be more to see what you think <laughs> <laughs> nice callback no it's more of one where it's like this is the one i'm gonna bring up later is more like a an epilogue type mm-hmm. you know okay. just a little button to everything but if i had to give my number one mm-hmm. my absolute number one and i i've always known this but i realized it i realized it that i love this film these films so much oh man what are they gonna be that i get disgusted with myself for how much I want to rewatch him. <laughs> and and I just know people are like, they would judge me so hard if I watched these films as often. Like, you know how there's that song that you'll listen to a hundred times in a row? I don't listen to music like that. But oh, okay. I do. I know you do. <laughs> I, I will listen to a certain song over and over again. But that's two minutes of shame <laughs> multiplied by... A like hundred. A <laughs> hundred. But it's still, it's something I can easily like turn off and on yeah. in a car yeah. and pretend, oh no, I was listening to something else. Whereas like a film, like if you walked in the house and saw it on as much as I wish I could, you'd, you'd probably have like a, a, like, a meeting, hey, an intervention. Are you okay? <laughs> and I realized this whenever I left, uh, we had a slumber, I had a slumber party last year for my birthday. Yep. And you, I had to leave. And you turned it on because you just knew. I was like. And I came in and there was a breath of, uh, I had a sigh of relief where I went, oh, cool. I don't have to force them to watch it (laughs) because they've chosen it for me. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) And that is the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy. Trilogy. But you always have to start with two. I always 
and I start with that. two. I, whenever you walk, whenever you left, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, pirates!" And then I go, "Start with two. I, it's just the loop around. I love pirate, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Clearly, Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl is the better slash best pirates film mm-hmm. like ever. It's just the most well written. The it's the most succinct. There's not too much going on, but you come at me <laughs> because I freaking love. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men's Chest, and At World's End. And I've only grown more in love with those films over the years. Not more in love, more stubbornly in love. <laughs> and it will be my one old man rock to die on <laughs> when I am when I am old and gathering years. And when people fight me, uh, there will be no understanding. There will be no growth. No. There no. will be no middle ground. <laughs> There will be no compromise. There will be no compromise. I will be no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever love the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, and I will forever understand that I am going to be misunderstood in my generation. <laughs> he was not appreciated in his time. No, I could watch those films all the time. But, like, see, like, but I do, I like that because it's something that, like, I can still watch and enjoy. Like, if you're, like, I really like like at your birthday i was like i know i can put this on because honestly everybody can enjoy watching it right as and i can mainly because i could technically i could i could technically put on dan in real life and everyone would enjoy that and you would like to see it too coming back home right but also i wouldn't want to watch that but also i know pirates is certain films pirates uh certain films on this list they work both as background and as ones that you watch. And what I love about like the Pirates of the Caribbean films is like people say they don't like them, but they actually like a lot about those films. Yeah. And I noticed that because when you played it at the party, like obviously it was in the background, the volume wasn't even on. Mm-hmm. And yet there'd be times where people were like, just com- watching, yeah. completely paying attention. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I like this moment. Yeah. And it was from a film that everyone supposedly hates. But you know what? Damn it. Those movies are good and visually really good too. Did those movies get a lot of hate? Uh, at the time, they got a lot of money, but they still got a lot of people being like, "Interesting." You know, it's funny because they—I still think that they said the films weren't well. They were so much going on; um, it was confusing. Uh, I got annoyed of Jack Sparrow. Too much Jack Sparrow. First off, not too much Jack Sparrow. He's still a secondary character in those films, and he's used very well. He's an asshole, and he's an asshole who needs to learn. It's only the like the last two films. Where, you know what? I'm not going to get into this. You guys don't deserve. You don't deserve pirates. <laughs> Gore Verbinski. You don't deserve the blessing that Disney bestowed on this world. I mean, legit though, <laughs> it was the first PG-13 movie live action that uh, Disney ever released. And they took a huge risk on those films. Like, Interesting. Rewatch it not knowing, oh, these films are a thing. Think about some of the choices they made. Yeah. Weird. Gothic. Um, gross. Funny. But odd like decisions to be made for like essentially a family franchise. Yeah. Family franchise. You know, they did weird. The second movie starts off with like crows eating a, a, a prisoner's eyes out. Cute. And it just, and like the third one, they don't have Jack Sparrow in it for like the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, And then of course there's like a hundred Jack Sparrows. Yeah. But like the first image is this weird, it's like this tracking shot of his nose sniffing like the rail and finds a peanut and eats it and does his weird job. It was just Gore Verbinski was also a perfect director for Johnny Depp. Yeah. Because he knew how to hold him back. And you notice it because you'll watch the other films and they're just not as well done. But he knew how to be like, you know what, Johnny? That's funny. Or 
No. <laughs> no, Tony. You're weird. I, I could talk about this all day, <laughs> yeah, and I apologize. Yeah, yeah. So. You know all of the extras. Ugh, just, that's, oh, love those films. Fun. Yep. Um, uh, do you want to do your little button, and then we'll close out? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you think about this. Film that I think is kind of the same, where everyone can watch and we all love it, but this one's definitely one I, if I bring up, most people agree, and that's 1998's The Parent Trap. Oh my god! I, yeah, I could always, <laughs> I could always rewatch that. I that should have been on my list because that's definitely. I thought so. That's one that like is just, it's just classic. It's just so perfectly nostalgic. The only reason I wouldn't say I can rewatch it every day mm-hmm. is because. There's something, it's not, for me, it's not about remembering, I don't know, the experience of it is different. It actually is one that I, I like, almost like I forget what happens in the film, mm-hmm. and I can like re-remember it. Yeah. And I, I like to give my, spa- my space with this film, Yeah. because it's like, I don't remember every nook and cranny of mm-hmm. it, and and every time I get to rewatch it, it's like a... And then I, I'll slowly like remember and like be quoting lines, but it's just one that I feel I actually get to rewatch each time. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so perfect. It's yeah. just like it's it's definitely a full on nostalgia film. Mm-hmm. It is a great movie. Very, it is a really good movie. Very well done. I think the rewatchability of it, as far as I guess probably by myself, like just or like whenever, whenever, I think. It needs as people. As far as the consistency, yeah, as far as the consistency of rewatchability throughout the movie, obviously it's like an easy tone, it's fun to watch, but I think that my favorite part, my favorite part of the movie always is when they're pranking each other and when oh, they're yeah. at each other's throats, and I always lose something in the movie, like I lose a piece of myself when they become friends. Like, I love... I the movie goes into obviously more great stuff, but I always like there's like the excitement of watching the movie. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then like right at the point where they start doing the peanut butter and cookies, the peanut butter and Oreos, and they realize they kind of like each other and they're similar. That's when I'm like, all right, I guess. Uh, but I, then the whole shenanigans of when they get back, they're they're like the whole hotel and that's na- fun. drunk it, Natasha Richardson. Then it does uh, come back. It brings back and when they're pranking Meredith and stuff like that. But there's always just that original like thrill of the parent trap of Lindsay Lohan versus Lindsay Lohan, Hallie versus Annie. I just like wow. that is just such a fun part for me. And then I always a little piece of me is just like, oh, whenever they start. <laughs> being nice to each other <laughs> I'm like man uh, all right well it's kind of serious yeah you know they can't. but great movie great movie great movie uh <laughs> so i think yeah the closing thoughts what why do you think that uh they're not all your favorite films that are on this list mm, uh i would say personally i think that i don't know because like i can rewatch high school musical but i can't Maybe I just like I don't always want to rewatch it. I think it's just the for me, the way I am. The reason I don't listen to my favorite songs hundreds of times in a row is mm-hmm. because I don't want to get tired of them. So these are movies that I enjoy, but I don't care about them. Like, so you don't mind certain, getting tired. So I'm like, if I do watch the accidentally watch them too much and get tired of them, I'm not losing anything per se. <laughs> Whereas like if I were to watch High School Musical a thousand times in a row and be like, oh my god, I don't ever want to watch that again. Mm. I would have lost my favorite movie. So I'm like, that's the thing. It's like same with music. I won't listen to the new Ariana Grande song 300 times one day. Like I'm going to listen to it a max 
a max of two or three times, literally. <laughs> and that's if I'm trying to learn lyrics. Like, that's it. Right. So, like, I just, I think for me it's that. And then also beyond that, I think a lot of things that are really great, good movies that I love that are on my list of favorites are just not rewatchable because there's not that ease to them that I like in my rewatchable movies, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's... Yeah, I think ease is kind of the number one thing I noticed. Like, just because it's good doesn't mean it's easy to watch. And exactly. Fact, some of the best films are not easy to watch. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said. But it's nice when you find a middle ground between easy to watch, kind of almost trashy throwaway, uh -huh. but still very well done. Yeah. And and like I said, there's some films like, like um, I, Disney's Noel. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So please continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us. And um like, share, subscribe. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review. We definitely want to hear what you have to say. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe. subscribe button and that bell for notifications. And then also leave a comment. Let us know uh, what films you could always rewatch uh, and maybe we'll talk about them. Yes. Follow us on all social media at Pink Popcast. I believe you're about to say that. Uh, pop with and a P. I yeah. Said something. No, that's good. Yeah. So pop with a P. Pop on that Wednesday. Pop that pink on Wednesday. <laughs> Mm. You know, this is kind of fun. Oh. It's kind of fun whenever you know what to say at the end. Yeah, like, I know. It's like you sound professional. Oh my gosh! Oh, very do I like do this as a job for work? Do you have a uh, you have anything to say before we close out, Benjamin? Merry Christmas. What? It's not <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. <laughs> Make sure you share us uh, with your friends and family. Yeah, let us know what you like. All right. Until next time, I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we, we wear pink. Welcome back to the Pink Podcast, a pop culture. No, no, you've done this twice. Have I ever asked you what your favorite movie is? Ew, that was so rehearsed. <laughs> Benji, have I, have I ever asked you what your um, favorite movie is? That was really like intimate. <laughs> Send dick pics. What? What? <laughs>